Hello, Emma Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you're here and that you are who you are. And I pray that you know how loved you are today. Man, I am so excited to just first off be with you in this cool way that we get to be with each other. And also, I'm so excited about getting into the word today. The word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and everything about us is laid before the Lord. Like nothing is hidden from the Lord. And Wow, just sitting in that thought alone, isn't it crazy that God sees us fully? Like even the things that we claim we haven't quote unquote shared with him or talked with him about, he already knows it because he is an all-knowing God. But isn't it wild that even though he already knows everything about us, the good and the bad and the ugly, the things we're proud of and the things we're not proud of, he still said, you know what, I love you so much that I want to be in relationship with you. I want to spend forever with you. Man, That I wasn't planning on saying that, but that really just blew my mind and we had to go there. <laughs> but I am so excited about getting into the Word. It is breathed by God. It has been made profitable for teaching and correcting and rebuking and training in righteousness. And so how fun is it that we get to go to the word together today to learn more about who God has called us to be, to learn more about God's heart, and to learn more about the incredible life that God desires for us to experience and live out. So friends, without further ado, grab your headphones and let's get into the word because faith comes by hearing. (laughs) I love y'all. So super duper fun. I am engaged and oh, it's truly the best friends. Like I am getting to marry my love, my best friend and someone who makes me better and just challenges me in the sweetest way and has revealed the heart of God to me in a way that I hadn't seen before I met him and so before I met Josh and so I am just giddy and so right now we are in like full-fledged planning mode which by the way is probably one of my favorite seasons thus far like hands down and that'll be a podcast later on about all, not only the fun details of dress and flowers and bridesmaids and groomsmen and venue and all of those fun things, but also all of the things within this season that God is teaching me. One of them being just getting to delight in the details of planning this wedding as the bride. I'm being reminded of how God delights in the details of our life. Oh, it's just so good. But one of my favorite parts of planning this wedding has been premarital counseling. I highly recommend that to every engaged couple for you to go and sit down with people who love the Lord and it's just a safe place for you to ask questions and process out your stuff with vulnerability as you seek the Lord. So me and Josh just finished premarital counseling this past week and so cool 
friends, like so sweet getting to just sit down with Josh and learn more about his heart and learn how I can love him better and vice versa. But one of my favorite nuggets that I took away from premarital counseling this past week is the whole idea of being afraid of conflict. What does it look like to maybe feel afraid of conflict yet still lean into the conflict and speak truth and love in the midst of the conflict. So one of my counselors, he brought up the story in Mark 7. And in Mark 7, Jesus is approached by the religious leaders. And what's basically taking place is that Jesus is with his disciples and his disciples did not wash their hands. And this was apparently like an old tradition ceremony type thing, and it was required. And so the religious leaders are like, Jesus, why don't your disciples follow the age old tradition? Like that's required. And Jesus, so he's in a position that all of us will find ourselves in at some point. Okay. So he's with his disciples, but he's also being approached by these religious leaders. And there is a disagreement going on. People aren't agreeing with what's taking place. But Jesus, he actually responds quite boldly. And he says, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right about you when he prophesied. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce. They teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Huh? So Jesus responds in a way that is not sugarcoating what is true, but at the same time, I can imagine because he is truth and he is love. He spoke with a tone of love. He spoke the truth in love. He spoke the truth with a tone of gentleness. So I want to just encourage y'all in that truth that Jesus understands what it's like to be in the presence of conflict. <laughs> he does. So we hear that all throughout scripture, like in Mark 2, Mark 3, Matthew 23, just as we read in Mark 7, Jesus is approached by the religious leaders quite often, or he approaches the religious leaders and he speaks the truth in love in the midst of conflict. I know that for me personally, sometimes whenever I'm in the midst of conflict, I really just want everyone to be happy. Like, I just really want everything to be okay. I want there to be peace. I want um, everyone to agree. And sometimes when in the midst of conflict, I will just shut down because I just have such a hard time handling when people are disagreeing or not getting along. And something that my counselor really encouraged me in is that if Jesus was tempted in every way, which he was, because we know that from Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, we know that Jesus was tempted in every single way, yet he did not sin. And because he was tempted in every way, he understands, he empathizes with us in our weaknesses, he gets it. So therefore, we can boldly approach God's throne of grace and ask for help in our time of need. So Jesus gets it. I wonder, I so I sat there and I thought, well, wow, if Jesus gets it, if he was tempted in every way, that means that there's nothing I will ever go through that Jesus doesn't understand. And so if I put myself in his shoes and I was approached by the religious leaders who disagreed with what my disciples were doing, I would feel this urge in me. I would be tempted to just keep everyone happy. 
to water down the truth, to dance around the bush and not just get to the point of what I'm trying to tell them because I want everyone to agree. And thinking through that, I thought, man, I bet Jesus was tempted to do the same. But praise God that he overcame that. I mean, we clearly saw he responded to the religious leaders and said, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right about you, that you're worshiping God with your lips, but in your hearts, you're far from him. And so he's like, you need to know this. You need to know that God doesn't look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, all the things you do, right? All the things you say, right? But God is looking at your heart for him. If your heart is not for him, all of the other things, he don't care. And Jesus tells them that flat out, like not sugarcoating it at all because he loved them enough to tell them the truth. If I think of 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, we will never be as people, as humans, we will never be tempted in a way that is beyond what is common to mankind. So there is never going to be a situation that you're in where you're tempted in a way that no one else on earth has ever been tempted. So I pray that first and foremost, that's encouraging to you to let you know that you're not alone, that (laughs) Any way that you've been tempted, you're not the first to be tempted in that way. But the scripture continues. It doesn't end there. It then says, but God is faithful when you are tempted. So not if you are, but when you are tempted, God provides a way of escape so that you can endure it. And our way of escape is Jesus. In this scenario, being in the presence of conflict, being afraid of people disagreeing, being afraid of everyone not being happy, Jesus was tempted to lean into that. Jesus was tempted to water down the truth just to keep people at peace, to quote unquote peace, because we'll get into that later, but that's not real peace. Jesus could have leaned into that, wanting to just keep a smile on everyone's face, but no, he refused He overcame that temptation and he said, no, I'm going to speak the truth in love. And so it is by him overcoming that, that I can rest in the strength of him because my flesh will fail. My spirit is willing, but my flesh will fail. But God is the strength of my in my portion forever. Like he is the one who leads me on level ground. It is in him that I lack no good thing. So when I'm tempted to keep everyone happy and therefore hide what I know to be true, hide what I stand firm in, I can lean into the Lord for him to give me strength and courage to speak what I know needs to be spoken. And why can I do that? Because Jesus did that for me on my behalf. Ha. <sighs> So how awesome is that? Jesus gets it. He understands what it means to be afraid of conflict, but he overcame it so that we don't have to operate out of a fear of conflict. Hebrews 12, we're encouraged to run the race that has been set before us with endurance, throwing off the sin that that entangles and all the things that easily hinder and keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is what the author and perfecter of our faith. As I keep my eyes on Jesus and I look to his word to see how he lived and I let his spirit govern my mind that brings life and peace, I can speak truth in love in the midst of conflict knowing that not everyone may be happy when I say that, what I'm about to say, but it's okay. Like having that peace, that I love this person enough that I'm willing to tell them the truth and that brings me peace. It's a total game changer. You're listening.
listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. We don't have time for fluff in our Bible studies. They can't just skim the surface. They need to go deep into Scripture and actually help us connect with God. Well, good news. Teresa Anderson, a.k.a. the pink-haired theologian, just released her Get Wisdom Bible Studies that are beautiful, approachable, and deep. Teresa is living proof that you can be a Bible nerd and be proficient at Instagram. We'd show you how beautiful these studies are, but this is a podcast. So go to GetWisdomBibleStudies.com to see them yourself, watch Teresa break down each study, and get free downloads for your small group. It's all at GetWisdomBibleStudies.com. So I've kind of hit on this a little bit, but personally, I will sometimes struggle and the Lord has really been exposing this in my heart lately, but I will be afraid of conflict. I will want everyone to be happy, want everything to be okay. Like I just said, if Jesus was tempted in every way, then he was also tempted to water down the truth, but he didn't. He spoke the truth in love. And that leads me to this point that in our world, this is basically what you hear. If you don't agree with me, then you don't love me. I'm going to say that again. This is the cry of our world. If you don't agree with me, then you don't love me. That's exhausting. And it's simply not true. Because if I'm living a life seeking to please the expectations and opinions of everyone, then I have an unrealistic expectation of myself and I will run myself ragged. I'll never actually be who God made me to be because I'm constantly fearing the opinions of other people. I was not made to meet the opinions of every human. (laughs) And if you are seeking to keep everyone around you happy, then you are allowing the fear of people to rob you. You are allowing the enemy to rob you of so much joy. Because what's really cool is that (laughs) the presence of conflict does not have to mean the absence of peace. I'm going to say that again. The presence of conflict does not have to mean the absence of peace. You can have complete peace in the midst of conflict, in the midst of a disagreement. (laughs) That's something that the world won't tell you. But it's so true. Like we read in Ephesians 4, we read in Proverbs 15, we read in Matthew 5, how to approach conflict in a way that is godly. It's kind. It's tenderhearted. It's gentle. It's peacemaking. But nowhere in there does it say it's meeting the opinions of every human. (laughs) That's not what it says. I'm speaking the truth. Because I want to express my love for someone. I'm speaking the truth because I care too much about that person's life <laughs> to be dishonest. I love how in Proverbs twenty four twenty six we read that honesty is like a warm hug. Jesus, if he was approached by these religious leaders and he would have said, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. We, yeah, we need to go wash our hands. Come on, guys. Let's go wash our hands. He would have been giving the religious leaders a cold shoulder. Whenever you're honest with people, 
They may not feel the warm hug in a moment, in that moment. They may think that you're being rude. They may not really like you because truth can sometimes be heard as rudeness when in actuality, a lot of people just don't like being disagreed with. But hear this, that whenever you're being honest, you're actually giving them a warm hug. It may just take them a while until they actually feel the warm hug that you gave them. (laughs) But Psalm 8611, I love it. It's one of my favorite verses ever. And the psalmist prays, God, give me an undivided heart so I may fear your name. That's so powerful. I want to have a heart that is completely undivided so that I can fear the name of the Lord only. Because whenever I'm fearing the name of the Lord, whenever I am in awe of who he is and living in complete surrender to him and his standard and his word, then I'm compelled to love people with no strings attached. I'm compelled to love people with without fear of what their opinion is of me. I'm going to love them like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to saturate them with kindness. I'm going to give them a gentle answer. But it's going to be filled with truth because I'm coming from a place of fearing the Lord, not fearing the opinion of people. Friends, this totally overflows into the gospel because how on earth can I expect myself to boldly share the good news of the gospel while simultaneously seeking to not offend anyone? (laughs) I can't. The gospel is offensive because the gospel is truth, but I'm so eager to share it with you because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. (laughs) The presence of conflict does not have to mean the absence of peace because Jesus said in John 14, 27, that my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, and I do not give to you as the world gives, so don't let your hearts be troubled. In Philippians 4, We read, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. In Colossians 3.15, we read, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts as you are a member of his body and called to peace. You are called to peace. So I can speak the truth in love and be uncomfortable because that's not an easy thing to do, but I can still be at complete peace because I'm sitting with a heart posture in fear and reverence of the Lord who has called me to speak truth. I become anxious and my peace is robbed whenever I'm fully occupied with the fear of what other people are thinking. And the gospel, I say that the gospel can be offensive because Friends, the gospel is not the most make-you-feel-good message whenever you hear it in full. (laughs) Knowing the heart of it and knowing that I have the assurance of salvation and the assurance of a relationship with my God makes me feel good in a way this world can't comprehend. But when sharing the gospel with people, you can't be surprised whenever someone's going to get offended because you're literally sharing with someone, hey, God made you to be in relationship with him. Like that's literally why you were created. You were created in his image with eternity planted in your heart. And the king of the universe desires to know you and to be known by you. But we all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. Basically telling you, you're not good enough. You can't 
be perfect on your own. No matter how great of a life you have lived, you can't be holy as he is holy by yourself. Because you have sinned, you deserve to die. The wages of your sin is death. But the story doesn't end there. Although we were all once dead in our transgressions, following the desires of our flesh, doing what we want to do because it feels good, doing what we want to do because the world says to do it, doing what we want to do because fill in the blank, because we're afraid of what people will think if we don't do what they're expecting us to do. Being disobedient to the Lord, being obedient to the flesh. We've all been there. I've been there. We were all born into sin, but it doesn't end there because God so loved you (laughs) that he sent his one and only son to live the perfect life that you couldn't live. And he died the death that you deserve to pay the debt for your sin. He was buried in a tomb and he rose three days later. So God demonstrated his perfect love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We have the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. It is only in Him that we lack no good thing. It is only in Him that we experience life that is abundant. And He defeated death by rising from the grave. And so therefore, we can walk in relationship with Him, have life. Why? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. Try and share that with someone who doesn't agree. (laughs) There may be some awkward moments. (laughs) There may be some disagreements. But friend, again, how can I expect myself to boldly share the good news of the gospel while simultaneously seeking to not offend someone? The gospel is offensive because the gospel is truth. But I am so eager to share it with you today. Because when I know that when you know the truth, when you know Jesus, you will be set free. And that's what I want for you. You see the heart of Jesus in Mark 7. He says, you hypocrites, you're honoring the Lord with your lips, but your hearts are far from him. You know that Jesus was craving for their eyes to be opened so that they could see that and turn to the Lord. Jesus took advantage of that moment to speak the truth because he loved them enough to tell them. Isn't that such a sweet shift of perspective? It's like, I'm not speaking the truth. I'm not sharing with you what I know so that I can win an argument or so that I can sound good or professional or educated. No, I'm sharing this with you because this has saved me from death. This has given me eternal life. This gives me hope that can't be shaken. It gives me joy that can't be stolen. And it gives me peace that cannot waver. And I want you to have it because I love you so much. And if you believe in him, then you shall never perish, but have that eternal life. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So friends, I pray that this is an encouragement to you that, wow, if you fear conflict, if you fear people not agreeing with you, if you fear not everyone being happy all the time, and if they aren't happy, then you think it's your fault. I just want to speak an encouragement over you that Jesus gets it. He really does. He felt tempted to say things just to make everyone happy and therefore water down the truth. He felt that temptation. But friend, he overcame it. And he spoke the truth from a place of gentleness and love anyway. Because that's who he is. And so I encourage you the next time that you're afraid to speak the truth in love, that you're afraid to be in the presence of conflict, I encourage you to look to Jesus because he is your escape route. 
He is the one who says, My love, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And although not everyone may like you because you're honest, there will be people who will very much value what you have to say because they know that you're going to be truthful with them. (laughs) Friends, y'all don't forget how awesome you are today. Don't forget how much I love you. Don't forget that you have purpose and that you matter to God. Wow, y'all, I am so thankful for your life. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast. (laughs) Bye, guys. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.